0: This is our last case for the day. Uh, We hope uh, our cases have been wonderful. I want to thank my staff, everybody here at Advanced Cardiac and Vascular Centers, Dr. Bernstein, my partner, and everybody here has been wonderful. Uh, I'm going to dive into the case. Uh, Thank you to the sponsor of this case, Phillips. Uh, I'm going to show you the angiographic pictures of this case. This uh, gentleman is in his 60s, and he has a flush occlusion of his uh, SFA. And what I'm gonna show you here is this fluoroscopic image of our integrated axis, where the needle is in, co- in, in relationship to the common femoral artery. This is the angiogram. You really don't see a nub of the SFA. Uh, I show you the reconstitution within the popliteal artery, about the P2 segment of the popliteal artery. And uh, the final angiographic picture uh, of the tibial vessels, not very good from above but we already went ahead and obtained pedal access. I think everybody saw pedal access today enough, so we went ahead and got pedal access. And our plan is to perform an assisted TAMI, meaning delivering therapy via pedal access uh, and short access from above. If you guys can, are you able to see the angio, by the way?
1: Yeah, everything is uh, shown well, so go ahead.
0: Can you guys show the extravascular ultrasound, please? Beautiful. Okay, so this is the integrated access. What you see at seven o'clock is the femoral head. This is a four French sheath, and what we're going to do is uh, go ahead, Rick, advance the Navicross. So this is under ultrasound guidance, live. We're going to dim the lights a little bit. Go ahead, Rick, advance.
2: My cursor is where I want you to pull back.
0: Okay. So what we see, what you see, stop there. What you see is the Navicross inside the sheath. Remember, this is a flush occlusion. Our sheath is in the profunda. Go ahead, Rick, and adv- pull the sheath over the Navicross slowly. And we're pulling the sheath while we're keeping the Navicross inside the leg there. Keep pulling on the sheath. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Good. Now stop there. Uh, I have an 018 V18 wire inside the, the Navicross catheter. Go ahead and pull the navy back slightly.
1: So, Fadi, uh, are you trying to engage the ostium uh, of the SFA under ultrasound?
0: Under ultrasound, had I cannot do it under fluoroscopy because, as I showed you, uh, the, the, the flush occlusion there. So we're trying to engage it under ultrasound guidance. It might be a little bit challenging, but we're going to try. Keep pulling the sheath back. That's really
1: beautiful, actually. A very good idea uh, to do that. Cool. Uh, Dr. Walker, would you have done this up and over, or would you have done an anti grade?
3: Yeah, I would have done this up and over. But I, often, even when there's no nub, if we lead with a straight wire, it will find the straight continuation of Pull your back femoral, a little bit the, the superficial femoral. And we often find, back. even we we'll go to ultrasound if that doesn't get us beyond the nub. I like the idea of approaching go. this from above though, because it is quite so slowly quite easy to get below and dissect Benavis, the rip. origin. Especially, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So this is, this is a case so, that I think approaching from above, if you have to come from below as well, it's good, but you have to protect the ostium uh, area to not dissect above. Did it we pop Absolutely, it
1: doesn't
4: okay. have much of a... Hold on, pull it Hey, hey, Patty. How do you know where the nub is by ultrasound? I, I'm having difficulty uh, seeing Hatt, every Can SFA. you Can
0: you show? Can you show you how uh, the nub there? You I'm know, it right th- there. We're Gibbs, I right? am not going to
1: show Dr. Adam where The, I, I, <laughs> the SFA is so big. <laughs> I mean, you can close your eyes and see it. How
4: do you know it's not the profunda? There's no
1: nub, uh, George. It's uh, actually flush occlusion, but where the tip of the wire is uh, is in the CTO itself, yeah. and. Um, this is actually, so he, the ultrasound tech rotate, is rotated the probe. And if, if they can hear me fairly, they can rotate away and show us the profundo. If you can open it up like a fork. So actually, that would actually show everybody. So
0: the, I don't know if we're able to show it, but we're engaging it with our wire.
4: Is that the profundo or the SFA? That's the SFA. The,
1: you know, that's George, what you see on um, top
0: is the SFA. So if you rotate right the there. probe see the, the other the flashing way, around. Of the wire? That's
1: SFA. Yeah. Okay.
0: Take off your hand pen a little bit.
1: So the, the CTO Take cap off. is convex. Uh, this complex CTO cap. It's not an easy CTO cap. And, um, it's,
0: uh, it's concave from above.
1: Is it concave? Okay. And,
0: uh, from above, based on the ultrasound at least, it's concave. So we're trying to uh, see if we can engage it.
1: Um, Dr. Bradman, would you use a different wire, um, like a CTO wire, high gram high wire?
5: Uh, to be honest, no. Uh, I mean, uh, also being Europe, uh, more and yeah. more investing um, this sound-guided the... approach in CTOs, just to come from above right and uh, not come from below in such an, in such a lesion. So, okay. yeah, so integrate and and more and more.
0: Uh, approaching doing this the same way. Okay, Jay, I don't know if you were able to see on flora what I did, but I, and we're going back to ultrasound. Can you guys show ultrasound?
1: Would you go up and over?
2: I would just, uh, I'm, I'm a little more comfortable with up and over. I like to have a little more running room. Um, but I think it's whatever you're comfortable with. I think in this particular case, I don't think there's a disadvantage uh, from going either direction—going up and over versus going integrate.
1: I think if, if you don't have the off access, probably would not be a good idea to just go anti- integrate. That's, that's probably what you're relying on, right? Um, the cross from here and come uh, from like below. I
0: said, you had this is an assisted. This is an assisted Tammy, so. Well, we're, what I'm depending on here is just to help me cross the proximal cap of the CTO, which, quite frankly, we achieved right now. Yes. Because uh, Ben's going to switch to short axis. He's going to show us our relationship to to the vessel. If we're subintimal or we're in the true lumen, no, you're in, you're just outside. even so, if you, even if so. So what ben, is, what ben is saying, what Ben is saying is we're just uh, uh, basically hugged to the outside of the vessel. Obviously, we're going to confirm with ibis, but we'll see. If you increase
1: the loop a little bit on the wire and rotate the cathode, see if you can free yourself
0: back into the lumen.
4: So, so um, Jihad, real quick that's
0: exact That's exactly what we're doing right now, Jihad.
4: So, can you tell where you went to the submental plane? The thing I'm worried about, you're going to jeopardize that profunda. So, at this point in time, would you just go ahead and switch your access and get in true lumen? Because if you're in a submental plane, up where the profunda is?
1: Totally yeah. I agree with you, George. That's what he's going to try to do. And then come from below, and then the entry point from right, below has to be sort of like uh, near the near the so you can actually push things away if you need to.
4: So he's he's not going to. So be in look the where same we are,
0: guys. Here no. uh, we are already up to the mid SFA. Very tight uh, there, and I already have a Navicross catheter from below uh, at the distal CTO cap. I have an 018 command wire. And uh, we're going to advance the Navicross catheter. And we're going to do this fluoroscopically, because I know people would like to see that, too.
1: This is really nice, Fadi, what you showed us so far, uh, how you maneuvered the flush occlusion uh, with ultrasound guidance and fluoroscopy. And uh, Fadi, why are you looping the wire? Can you tell us why you're moving with a looped wire instead of a straight wire?
0: Yeah, so, so uh, can you have the trucker please? So uh, this concept of a Ginelli uh, a loop, where it keeps the, actually the, the tip of the loop tight, narrow. So this way it's, it's helpful in terms of maintaining us within the true lumen of the vessel. So I'm just uh, supporting my 018 wire with my cross catheter.
4: So it's interesting, Patty. You're, you're starting with a loop. So I never start with a loop. Um, I always start with a straight wire, a CTO wire 014 platform. And the reason I do that is because your risk of going out, um, there's, a, there's a possibility you could go out uh, with this loop, even if it's tight with an 035 platform. If you do it, then sometimes you ruin your chances of crossing. So that, that that's just another perspective.
0: Uh, great point, George. I uh, I, I agree. Uh, ho- however, you know it really also depends on how how the wire and the uh, the catheter are behaving. So uh, so far, not meeting a lot of resistance, which is a good thing. Um, and I'm just uh, looping the wire.
1: Yeah, keep going, Teddy. Just as long as uh, it's going, keep going with that loop till you enter the SFA. Uh, It's going to take you into the common femoral. But you know, if there's any. Well, Jan,
0: I think I am crossing to.
1: uh... We're worried if there's any subintimal entry
2: at the osteon, that's all. Yeah, you know uh, so Jihad, can you repeat that point? Because that's a that's a salient but very important point. People think that if you're antegrade, uh, that you've got the profunda protected, and you mentioned having to enter, you have to be very close to the profunda. That way that you uh, you get plaque shift lateral or I'm sorry, medial so to where you're going to be, ready. and therefore you don't obstruct the profunda.
1: Uh, that, so that's what we're going to try to do here. So look, notice how the catheter is in, uh, is close to the profunda from above. So we need to have the same thing from below. So when fatty goes. The stand or treat. We don't spill anything into the profundo.
2: And the profundo is diseased, and can't afford anything to go wrong here. Fatty, Brian Fisher here. Just real quick, uh, so you chose a V18 from above and a Command 18 from below. Is there any rationale for doing that?
0: Yeah, the V18 wire is really a very nice wire. I just like the... The V18 is a very nice wire for torqueability and support, so I needed something that I can shape the tip but it's a supportive body. The command wire is much more difficult to destroy, so I needed something to put up with the beating from below. Um, One thing I I did differently here, let's see if we're, we're far from each other, possibly are. So one thing also we can do is, you can always move the catheter back and forth if there is a plaque in between. Advance it, Rick, if you can mind. Yeah, so we're just kind of trying to break, yeah, stay there. Trying to, say, uh, to see if we can break uh, a plane between us. You can actually be in the true lumen from above and below, but you have plaque in between. That clearly we can see with, with ultrasonography.
4: Can can you show us that, Fatty? Can you tell us if you're in, because that's my biggest concern is that Profunda, jeopardizing the Profunda, can you use ultrasound to your advantage to show that you're where you need to be, either above or from below? Yeah, we'll
0: show you.
1: We'll
0: Uh, show you in one second. I think we're the same. There is something
1: between your catheters and the wire. Absolutely. So either do a big rotation up and Below without the wires or um, use ultrasound. Yeah, yeah, excellent.
0: See how we're we're moving each other here. We're just uh, again. I'm just trying to break it. Keep keep going up.
1: It's kind of breaking you free into the hopefully the profound the comfort
0: There you go. No, we're we're in this. I think we're in the same plane, guys. Uh, just uh, give me one second here. I have an 018 yeah, wire. There so there you go. Pull pull, pull your navy back. Stay there. Hey guys can i have an 014 command please
1: he needs to turn his catheter to the
2: left our yeah, left the ca- uh, yeah that catheter yeah. coming from above have no. them yeah. both go lateral maybe
0: oh here it is so see how the mic, my wire is touching the catheter see that
1: it should it should enter it okay, by now that? we're just concerned that maybe there's still something in between them
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to an 014 wire here just to because it might be easier. That Petty, might be the case. I'll continue to do that.
1: Petty, as you switch the wire, can Ben show us an ultrasound um, the entry point of the anti-grade catheter? Uh,
0: yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll show you that. I'm, we're quite confident that I am through the osseum, the true ostium of SFA, because okay. we saw it under ultrasound. So so it was uh, it was uh, it was not a concerning point for us. But uh, we'll show you that.
1: And what do you think?
0: Uh, okay, George? I have an O14 command wire here. Let, let's start with George
1: uh, and Brian. Which atherectomy would you use based on the ultrasound so far?
4: So the only atherectomy I would use would be um, a laser and this because we're in a subintimal plane.
1: Um, is it because it's subintimal, or okay? That's the only reason. Brian, what about you? What would We'll I would
2: echo the same thing. I'd probably use laser, but I'd want to confirm it. I'd wait until we uh, see it under intravascular ultrasound uh, to be completely sure. I think that'll give you the best resolution as far as uh, plaque morphology and then also location. Yeah. Fatty, Fatty, I think you're in a
4: subintimal plane. You may want to just take a balloon down there and just finish the two lumens. Maybe ultrasound will show us um, differently.
0: Yeah. Oh, we'll see, see your, wi- see sorry, your wire, just
4: t- wire taken from above? You're in a subintimal plane. You're in two different planes.
1: And uh, that's a common thing to see in this kind of CTOs. I mean, this CTO is not actually by any means friendly. It's an extremely complex CTO.
4: Absolutely. Uh, You've done a great so job. So
0: all I'm hard. doing here is I'm rotating the catheter from above. Again, I'm trying to create a plane. If that doesn't work, then we'll go with the uh, George idea.
3: I, th- so I think these that's are very reasonable. That you
0: want to go through.
3: But the other thing would be to consider just a high penetrance wire here. You know, a wire like a Halbert wire or something that would give you good penetrance. When these two catheter tips are close to each other, uh, you can torque that pretty well. It has excellent penetrance, and I think you would probably reconnect the dots. Keep pulling.
2: Keep pulling. Keep pulling. A lot of great points here, but just to emphasize, too, this is a very technically difficult case. You know, there are lots of ideas being put out there, but this is something that, you know, this is very complex. Uh, in fact, you're doing a really nice job so far.
1: We underestimate the thickness well, and the difficulty you, of crossing an elastic, fabric uh, cap. I'd rather have a calcific cap, actually, than an fabric cap. Uh, Marianne, uh, would you add anything else to Fadi to help them out?
5: I mean, I would ask for what you asked before, just to give us an ultrasound image from, from outside uh, and to have maybe more information um, what's going on there at, the, at this spot where he's not able to enter the guide wire, what's between the two catheters and the guide wires? so.
4: Yeah.
1: We saw, we, when, uh, the, when they showed us cross-section, it was, you know, high, uh, what do you call it, black or a, a block? Maybe it. this helps yeah, us yeah. a
5: little bit about the You can see there, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, apart yeah. here.
1: Two different uh, locations so, so you're so in two you sub-intimal so uh, uh
0: no that's what I'm saying uh, I think we're in the true lumen from below I think we're in the true lumen from above do you guys see that Jeff can you point out yeah at uh, uh, one o'clock and at seven so o'clock 12, yeah 12 o'clock and seven
1: o'clock two catheters but the plaque burden that you have is so so, significant so we're in the fatty. true lumen
0: in both in both yeah. vessels see that so,
1: so you need to either bring loops from both anterior retrograde and just lacerate uh, the area that you want going to recross into or use a catheter so that's right. you right or balloon or like George said.
0: Okay, take off coffee in. So Ben says we're on top of each other right there. Okay, let's try that's it there right. and see. That okay. works. Uh, I like uh, uh, um, Dr. Walker had a great suggestion in terms of using... Uh, CTO wire. So what CTO wire would you guys like us to use? We can do that, too.
1: Use your Z-wire that you keep bragging about. Um, Z-30? Do you have <laughs> Z Z Z-30? T- toward me?
0: Can or I have t- an O-14 uh, Z-gram tip wire, guys, please? Okay.
1: Give them the uh, highest gram please. you have, guys, please.
4: Can I explain what the Z-wire is? Then let me have, have a let me
1: a four O by a 14 so O-14. So anything thirty involved? we have for you as well, and we have George wires. Um, and and, four and
4: wires. 014 platform?
1: 1-4, four and yeah, we, this one is 014. We also have 018. Yeah. But the uh, zillion wires are 014 wires, CTO wires.
3: Yeah, I really like a Halbert wire here, and I like it because it has great penetrance, but it also has Act 1 technology, and therefore it has phenomenal Tark, And so you're trying to connect two yeah. areas and you want all the tarp. Uh, it also tends to not distort because of Act 1 technology. And therefore, if you get a little bit out, you don't destroy the tip. And I, I found that to be a superior wire in this case. Who, who makes it? Um, That's an Asahi wire. So what is
1: it called? Halbert?
3: Halbert. Halbert. So, so there are new wires that they make for the periphery. All have old Roman names. So Halbert, uh, the Gladius was, was the little short sword. Albert was a spear, but they're all—they're all meant to be tools to attack lesions.
0: Let me have the trocar, please. All right. So we're taking uh, the 30 gram tip Z wire. So there, I get subintimal. So I'm going to try to pull back here and see if I can break to the same plane. At
1: least now you have the. Hopefully, the, the option to break that little layer that we saw in the cross-sectional view between the two catheters yeah. and uh, penetrate into the Agree,
0: you had. Yeah, keep rotating. So while I'm doing this, I'm just trying to see if I can break to the plane of there. I'm meeting resistance there, so that's good. Oh, here you go. Good job. you yeah, that?
1: It took uh, 20 minutes to cross the
4: CTO. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I don't use ultrasound too uh, is huh? that, is that, is
0: that a Is that a compliment? Is that a compliment?
1: Yes, yes, it was a compliment from George. Laser opened. Sadie, I got your back, man, bubble, don't worry. Yeah, 150 shaft. Fadi, the CTO is about 40-some... Uh, no, uh, what's the length of your CTO, it's, about it's 40
0: centimeters? Go ahead, take the navy out. Uh, the CTO is, uh, I would say, about uh, at least uh, four, 40 centimeters.
1: You guys notice how the retrograde component of the CTO was much easier to cross. The integrated component was much harder to cross. but. So.
0: But, Jihad, I think I, I really would like to emphasize what uh, the esteemed panel has mentioned about the steps in terms of tackling, like, the escalation strategy here. You know, do you do a wire? Uh, do you do balloon angioplasty, reverse cart, using a CTO wire? Dr. Walker, that was a great point. Uh, thank you, because we do that quite a bit. Um, all right. Yeah, can I have uh, the mango wire? Thank you. Can you, uh,
3: can you load the 4 balloon, please? That's a phenomenal wire if any of so you've the, used it. The Mongo has a built-in uh, short area so that it collapses. It's, it doesn't destroy the tip, and it, it's, it's really very nice.
0: Let's do the IBIS after. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to exchange to uh, the Mongo, wi- Mongo wire, and uh, the staff keeps making fun of me. They want me to say Mango. Do you have, I'm going to take more wire. Uh, no, we're going to IBIS first. We're going to exchange for the mango wire first. So you Do you have, have, why are you taking a balloon
1: to exchange? Uh, you're going to take the balloon um, to the sheath? Is that, yeah, why not? Okay, so you externalize the wire from below.
0: Okay, give us some tension on the wire. There you go. So the balloon is through and through jihad. You You can release the wire, uh, Rick. And uh, we're going to Ivis next to see uh, to see where we are in relationship to the vessel.
1: So, Fei, let's see the worst case scenario that you go in and out of the uh, luminal, uh, true luminal space and you're just... I know, I
0: know what I would do, but uh, I'll, ask your, I'll ask your panel. I know what I would do. I'm not going to say what okay, I'm let's do.
1: let's start with Dr. Walker, because he's done this more than all of us, and he's taught us all what to do.
3: To start with, I really approve of using an IVUS here. When we started using IVUS, we really thought we yeah, understood door. vessel sizes and geographically, and what we found that is about half the time... Yeah, secure, ...it totally changed our decision. It changed it either based on the size we used, or the area we treated, because often there were lesions we did not expect. So I, I absolutely agree with doing that to start with. Uh, if you're going to debulk this, uh, I personally would use laser in this case because I do think there's sub-minimal passages at certain points. I think it's probably, if we're going to use it, it's probably more forgiving in a sub space than other forms of atherectomy. Uh, But let's see what you have. Those would be my thoughts. What
1: size laser would you use?
3: Uh, It depends on the size of the vessel here in just a second. So you will not
1: not say before you see the iris? I like Uh,
3: that. Yeah, I I want to see the size of the vessel.
1: Actually, it's you to say uh, size before you see the iris, but um, you didn't. Yeah. Um, Dr.
0: Radna? So, Teal.
5: You know, we don't have uh, that many iris usage in in Europe, so... So one thing oh, is wow. that, that we help us with About ultrasound-guided procedures so to get at least um, an idea, um, as Greg has, uh, Dr. Walker has pointed out, what the vessel size is with regard yeah. to the adequate sizing. Uh, so this About is one tool we use more and more because and OCD is not that, that common. So we use ultrasound-guided procedures from About outside and with regard okay, to effrectomy, we use more and more laser. Because yeah, because it's forgiving if you're in the uh, subintimal space, and and it's it's, it's very very adopted technology.
3: No, Marianne, I didn't use Ivus so very much we're, uh,
0: Sorry to interrupt you guys. We're still. I just want to show you that SFA there. I think we're still true lumen. Maybe we're gonna get subintimal here.
1: It looks like you went no, in subintimal no, a little true bit. Lumen. Right. Uh, no, true sub-intimal. lumen. You went bit okay George what do you think
2: uh, yeah, I mean, you ob-
0: there's no, one spot in no, no. there dude look, uh, it's look obvious about uh, look that's seven uh, media and Adventicia guys
4: I think it's pushed out you see it oh, we
1: yeah we see it we, we see that you're subentimal, but we're gonna let it go <laughs> oh
4: god <laughs> Jihad, I mean um that uh, how, is how obvious about by ultrasound
0: how about now Fetty, this looks great
1: but one thing that we notice here is that actually the the sfa and this
0: is the common femoral artery here can you go
1: through, through the back, center
0: go, of awesome fatty so
1: SFA. you cross the right in the center
2: so brian if you, you feel good about this um you know that's still so, so going right the center uh, of the vessel yeah. you still have whenever you actually treat and you do below an angioplasty or potential you run the risk of shifting that plaque right over it's into the profundo. So that's um, <laughs> the point you brought up. Which,
0: which
1: laser would you choose right now to actually try to accommodate the central uh, crossing that he has across him? Lower which laser? Uh, there's options uh, of different lasers.
0: Let's do 40. So
2: it's 40. Uh, the power pulse versus the, yeah, so you want to get the uh, rotational laser uh, 2.0, this is the power pulse. And that allows you the opportunity to uh, to rotate the catheter
3: um, a full 360 degrees, correct? Uh, uh, it, but it's dependent upon how big a sheath you have. You have to have at least a 6 French internal lumen sheath, and I think you probably have that. Here, that, that SFA is really big. It, you know, uh, I was just looking the at the those floats. numbers. That looked at least six, maybe bigger.
1: It's big, but there's a couple of areas that looks like it has some negative remodeling. I'm not sure
3: if you noticed
0: that I did, I agree with that. Yeah, the papilla—the popliteal, popliteal measures at four millimeters in certain areas, but the proximal SFA at least between five and six. So Jihad, what we're gonna do right now is uh, something I do with most of my CTOs, especially the soft plaque CTOs, um, which is performing mechanical thrombectomy with the Aspire device. Uh, I know some people might agree or disagree with that, but uh, again, I keep referring to your paper with Dr. With Dr. Adams. No, not Dr. George, I don't think you were part of that one. I think Dr.
4: declined No, but I agree, I agree with what you're doing. I think this is, uh, this is a good point. And one of the things you showed, Patty, was the characteristic of the plaque when you attention. took that ibis through there. And you all have shown very eloquently that the, the characteristic of the plaque, especially in chronic total occlusions, has soft plaque in it. So using, you know, usually okay. I right. balloon or use a small balloon or use um, athrectomy first, and then I go in and take out the okay. soft plaque with um, mechanical thrombectomy as you are.
0: So we're the, just a- aspirating right now. The multipurpose
1: catheter that Fed is using, he's also rotating it as he uh, aspirates. So that sort of
0: creates... And Jihad, a- we have a floss through the integrated sheath, so I'm able, I'm able to move all my equipment in a very nice fashion here.
1: So, someone is pulling you, Fadi, as you rotate the catheter.
0: Yeah, Dr. Bernstein is, is giving us tension on the wire.
1: We like, we like how you retain uh, the multipurpose as you aspirate, so this is going to be a great from-back-to-me, and hopefully you can get something to show us um, afterward.
2: Fatty, just while you're working through this part, uh, you know, one of the reasons, uh, you know, I think everyone, most of the people up here are big uh, intravascular ultrasound believers and users. Um, one of the big arguments that I hear is that uh, IVIS takes so long to do. You know, besides the other, the other issues, it just takes such a long time to get the information. And I was speaking, actually, George sat next to me, and one of the things that we'd like to do, since you've got, uh, you've got two layers, uh, areas of access and you've got single-wire control, is you can run your IVIS catheter from above or from below on the opposite side of wherever you're treating, and that really saves, uh, you know, saves quite a bit of time, uh, and you can see your, see your results right away. You know, you,
0: Brian, really I will tell you that we have timed it in our lab. It takes it takes us, uh, and I'm not seriously. I'm not exaggerating. It takes us 50 seconds because of what the Philips system it's really integrated with with the table, and it's a matter of pulling a catheter, hooking it up to the side of the table, and we have a, an an iPad right there in front of me that I can actually manipulate and get my information right away.
1: Absolutely, you have that system, um, Brian. Do you have Can the same system? Please? Do you have the
2: same system in your lab? It doesn't quite look that nice. Um, but it's it's fairly close. Hey Fatty, is there a reason you um, are
4: doing thrombectomy from one. below from a retrograde versus a antegrade?
0: Well, I actually I'm going to treat this patient completely from uh, via via an assisted TAMI approach, which is basically uh, doing everything from below. Uh, so I'm doing thrombectomy, laser atherectomy, and balloon angioplasty via pedal approach. Well, I like I
4: like what you're doing because, you know, uh, you've still got the occlusion above, so you're actually, there's like stagnant flow there, so you're not fighting stuff going downstream if you come from a retrograde approach. So, it's so it's I like a, it. I think it's pretty intuitive and very, sh- very uh, logical the way you're doing it. George, point. you know,
0: taking my time...
1: Freddy. Uh, don't take your time too much because you only got like 29 minutes left.
0: I'm sorry, didn't I just cross the CTO in seven minutes? In 20 minutes. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Dr. He, he, you Walker... You know what, George, so he's just not going to give in. He's not going to give me credit.
4: I know it's a tough crowd, buddy. For Dr. Walker, is uh, advising um, him.
0: All right, so we have, we, have, uh, we have free flow through our Aspire device, and we're aspirating on the way out also. Um, and we're going to let the sheath bleed a little bit also.
4: So, so for the people in the audience who don't know what this virus, that gun uh, that the uh, technician are, is holding there, and what, what it is, it's a mechanical thrombectomy device. that holds a negative pressure. It's a lot different than a balloon thrombectomy can device because it, it continues can to hold negative been pressure. Been can attach to any catheter, um, and uh, is very cost-effective, and it works very nicely. Let's
1: see. You know, George, it generates 600-millimeter mercury. Constantly, and that is the beauty of it. That's awesome. If you put it in a stent, I just got deployed. It just sucks the stent into the catheter. So you know that whatever is in the lumen, yeah, we're, we're good. Then uh, it will suck yeah, it you. out. So, so Fady, are you gonna show us bleeding or?
0: Yes, uh, it's. Uh, I actually made sure that there's bleeding from the sheath and that there's bleeding from the anti-grade sheath. And uh, we're actually going to, I chose, I don't know if the panel would agree with me or not, but I chose the TurboPower for, reason, for two reasons. The TurboPower 2.0 laser for two reasons here. Because I'm delivering therapy in a retrograde fashion, the rotational uh, feature of a device makes it very easy to advance the catheter. So in the Popliteal, I'm not going to rotate it per se, but in the SFA I will. Because the Popliteal is smaller, and uh, usually that works very nicely everywhere. yeah now we also have a fluid running through the integrate small sheath so we have we have uh, the laser that we have the saline going and an integrate in the integrate sheath and we're delivering therapy in a retrograde fashion
3: yeah i agree with this totally to this. what what he's doing here i think makes a lot of sense and then the technique is is crucial Laser won't photoblade any quicker than a millimeter a second. That's the best we can hope for with this. So he's gonna to need to go slow. That That's the one of the keys. One of the reasons I like to use laser as a form of atherectomy is if I have a long occlusion, I actually come off of fluoro. And I simply advance this, the roto, because it goes pretty easily. I advance it off of fluoro and tap fluoro maybe every 15 or 20 seconds that helps us decrease how much radiation exposure we have. And that's that's something that we don't speak a lot about, but old guys like me have lost a lot of our friends from radiation problems. And so I think it's one of the devices that lets us get away from um, a lot of radiation exposure.
0: You know what, Dr. Walker, it's really a pleasure to have you on the panel because you really, uh, honestly, you really save these little pearls that a lot of us don't pay attention to. That's what we tell the fellows, advance it slowly, take a snapshot every 10, 15 seconds, exactly like you said.
4: C- can you use ultrasound here?
0: Guys. Oh, we're gonna show you under ultrasound. That's a great point. Let's have you Ben come. Can I have a 5 0 long guys? Yeah. Once we get to the SFA. So, for the, um, so the, we're gonna the, show you we're gonna show you laser atherectomy under EVAS. Okay,
1: we're just going to say that what Walker was saying that you can take your foot off the pedal uh, <laughs> so you don't kill Dr. Bernstein who's next to the, uh...
0: as the... As the radiation safety officer at ACV centers here, you're the only one that does not follow our recommendations. <laughs> So as you can see here, the device is being advanced. You can see the cavitation created by the device. Let's rotate it now, Tim. Yeah, Dr. So we're Walker, gonna start rotation because based,
1: uh, yeah, Patty, based on the physics, Dr. Walker was gonna give you a comment on uh, cavitation. So do you agree with this cavitation that you see?
3: Yeah, cavitation is part of what, what we get here, and it's a it's a function of there's an acoustic shock wave that's emitted with each of the pulses of the laser. So we adjust two settings. One is frequency, that's how many pulses we give a second, and the other is uh, Fluence, which is how much energy we give per pulse And the higher the fluence the bigger the cavitation bubble ultimately But what happens with this the very first thing is an acoustic shock wave that comes out of the laser That's now been quantified and actually has been shown to affect rigid deep structures That's how this works to help expand stents that are under expanded
1: so, so you're saying basically based on what you just said, based on the physics of this, that it should go slower right now to get more luminal gain?
3: Based on the physics of laser, the slower you go, the bigger will be the luminal I'm not sure. sure
0: if you heard that, but it's not me. It's Dr. <laughs> Walker saying
3: that.
2: Look, I think it's an important point in that, you know.
0: You know, nec- next year, guys, Dr. Mustafa will be doing the live cases. That's it. That's much better, you the see the now the
1: entire lumen is filling and you're going to get more um, developing than um, Speedy Gonzales movements.
2: So Jiha, would you agree that you know, trying to rush through these complex cases and trying to do them quickly, that's when bad stuff happens? So no matter what ad device you're using, um, you're better off to go slow and be deliberate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the sad thing is uh, Fatty and I wrote the paper together, go slow to finish fast. Uh, for atherectomy. Mm-hmm. When you go fast, you can embolize uh, they sac to perforate,
3: Right, so, that is true for all forms of atherectomy, but it's particularly true here. In, in most other forms, you can go a lot faster than a half a millimeter a second or a millimeter a second. But what you can do is if you just simply monitor your hands, you stay off fore-road and go very slow.
1: Fetty we'll then... usually goes very slow, probably he has a little more so he can catch up. i still doing really well. So, Fadi, we want to see the ostium under uh, ultrasound, if possible, because we we want to see if the profunda...
0: Stop. Ben, can you show us the ostium? Can you come back and show us on ultrasound?
1: Ben. Brian, this is what you're concerned about. So, hopefully, here you can see that the laser um, will reduce the uh, burden.
0: You, you know, uh, Jihad, I mean, I want to point out also that integrated access here is important because if I end up having a complication or I end up, uh, you know, embolizing to the Profunda, we have access to the Profunda here if we need to do something. Um, we, we have enough room to be able to do that. So, um, you know, my sheath is, uh, the tip is in the SFA, and I'm sorry, in the common femoral artery, and you can see the laser bear. Activate it, please. What do you guys think?
1: That's very nice. You see that, Brian? I mean, see- the, yeah. the profunda is in the bottom part, so it's protected. Uh, Stop. So, uh, really, excellent job, Freddy. Uh, the question and, uh, actually... And, uh,
0: I hope I convinced you with the IVUS that we went through the, through the middle of the SFA under ultrasound guidance there.
1: No, and, no. Uh, you have not convinced us, but we're moving on, though.
0: Really? Really? That does not look like it's in the middle? Yes, yeah, Dr. Walker.
3: What do you th- I do think it's in the middle, and I think his wire movement looked like it was in the middle okay. as well. I agree, I agree with what he okay, said. Okay,
1: Brian, what do you think?
3: And The boss has spoken, so it's in the middle. Look.
1: George?
4: And, uh, no, I agree, too. I got a question for Craig. Craig, quick question. So if what do you think would happen, thinking outside Slow the bit. box, if you were coming from a retrograde approach, just like this case, if you injected some dye in that chronic total eclipse? This is a, this is a serious question. Um, not I'll take a second. Is that, you know, would you debolt better, and could you go a little bit faster? But you're protected because you don't
3: have to float from above. What are your thoughts? Uh, you, no. you would have a bigger percussive wave, of course, but that might result in perforations and it might result in dissections. I don't think I would do that here. I would do it in an under-expanded stent. Let's say there was a stent that was Good. in there, and they could never fully expand it. That's where I think I would use that, because then you could you could seal that. But he's done a, a remarkable job so far. This is really nice. Uh, I like the fact that he's going to deploy stents from below. We typically can can very accurately deploy the distal end of a stent better than a proximal end. Uh, this He's really put on a nice demonstration of how this works.
1: I did that last ultrasound that uh, Ben ran, ran down. The SFA looks extremely beautiful. I mean, they really did a good job here developing the uh, SFA. And uh, this. Your sequential balloon angioplasty is probably going to give us the uh, what appears to be a uh, negative failure modeled vessel, maybe just basically spastic for the current occlusion.
3: You know, one of the things we're starting to learn more and more is that all these forms of atherectomy actually do modify deeper plaque, too. You know, initially we thought it was all that what we removed or just the surface tissues. Okay, but here you have a deep wave, uh, CSI has shown some issues. Deeper, and so I think we're we are starting to see maybe some effects uh, on the media as well as on the intimal calcium. Hey,
0: Would I you guys like think. to see an angio picture before the balloon?
3: Yes, please.
1: The audience said yes as well.
0: So, um, go ahead. Let's show them So, in case we have embolization to the profunda, we should know about it sooner rather than later. Okay. Oh. Did you, you okay, just
1: come back to me again, Freddy? Is that why you had the catheter up?
0: Yeah, we did. We did. We did another run. Good. Quick run, like the like the trial suggested. You had the only thing we we're not doing is the blood pressure cuff. Freddy. All right.
1: That's it. You're not gonna show us distance? <laughs> The
4: popliteal, maybe. So what do you think? you yeah, have that's wow. the re-entry point right there at the proximal segment of the SFA? That's where you want to sub-minimal.
1: The boss spoke, so I'm not going to say anything. In the true lumen.
3: No, part of, the, no, boy, part of this was, was sub-minimal. We said that before. But he was asking common femoral and origin. And he's beyond the origin in the lumen here. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that's very different than if you're sub at the origin, because then right. you really risk losing the profunda. He's
0: moving. Oh, you just the nice it.
1: thing when he goes to deploy a stent here is it goes uh, steep, oblique, probably forty-five mm-hmm. degrees.
3: And Great point. A lot of people don't want to do that, so and they miss the ostium bad.
1: Yeah, uh, the, you can see here. So the this
0: is uh, if we need to stent, and probably uh, probably we're gonna go ahead and stent here if if you guys think it's necessary. Uh, I would like to do it under ultrasound guidance. So this way we'll show you how we can flare it in the common femoral artery and, uh, and pull it into the ostium of the SFA.
1: Hey, hey, that would be great. Uh, if you haven't seen that performed uh, for the audience, who have not seen that, this is one of the best features you can actually take away, take home with you. Stents. You can see exactly the stent, uh, whether it's opposing the vessel, the vessel wall, and also you can see uh, how much obstruction of the profunda there is. So you can pull no, back reference. until the profunda is free. And given that he has integrated access, he can also inject contrast as well and see how far away from the front there
4: is is. what kind of balloon do you have in there?
0: This is a NanoCross case, right? NanoCross 5.0.014 system and 5.0 by 200, uh, 220, sorry. And uh, I, was, I made the comment earlier that, you know, when it comes to CLI work, especially with the TAMI You want to really depend on 014, 018 systems. I'm just going gently up, guys. Uh, I'm at four atmospheres so far. And uh, yielded nicely. Maybe this area in the middle did not, but... uh, uh, 150, but don't open it yet. 150. Yeah, just don't, don't open it yet. Down from six. That's the beauty of flossing because uh, you get to move things without uh, worrying that much. I think we're good. Uh, We're maybe a little bit lower to the P2 segment. And I would like to see... I go usually up to one to two atmospheres to see where the areas of resistance... So, uh, so far, we're good here. We have, 15, we have 15 more minutes, so hopefully we'll get to show you the final result. Uh, questions you had, uh, what would the panel think about the use of uh, uh, drug-coded technology here?
1: Okay, we'll start with Dr. Walker and Dr. Broadman. Actually, Dr. Broadman, would you tell us what you thought on using drug-coded balloon here? First stand?
5: Um, we would do a drug balloon anyway as a first-line procedure. So we never have changed in Europe considerably our approach. In some countries it was a little bit difficult, but um, we just stick to drug balloon. balloons. We still believe in this kind of technology, at least, at least for above-the-knee disease. So this would be our final approach, and then if there is some mechanical issue, like, you know, a section system. of what the denote, would maybe uh, place a bare metal stand, a short one. So this is...
1: walk through what's your thought on that?
3: Yeah, I, I'm not at all convinced that there's a true mortality signal. I think that was very poor science, the way that it was worked up. It was on intention to treat analysis. And patients who Don't got exist. it... Who got the drug, but uh, it wasn't intended to cause no problems? I mean, there's so many issues, so many flaws in, it. in that analysis that uh, I think that should have been accompanied by an appropriate editorial, and it, they just didn't have time to do it. I speak to all my patients first. I do tell them that there's been can you guys, a reported. Uh,
0: can you guys show Jihad? I want to show you. Yeah. Uh, I know you like when I do this. This is pulsatile blood flow. God, why don't you just lead them to death? <laughs> uh, I, just, I, just, I, I know you love when I, show, when I do that, so I just want to show everybody. You know, actually, that's against the uh, law. So you, if we need to...
1: you and Dr. Psy, uh, I guess, going to go to jail one day because okay. of that. Uh, right.
0: That's okay. but so anyway,
3: on. I, I, that's I have the job. discussion about a drug-coated balloon, and I make sure my patients are okay with it, but I, I also treat first with a drug-coated balloon, almost always.
0: Can I have a short 6O, 6O by like 60 or 80 stent? Yeah.
2: Dr. Mustafa, so just what do be clear, think? is there any role for a plain old balloon angioplasty in the SFA uh, in this day and time with what we know?
1: Uh, 80. Oh, God, no. Just for this length, uh, the risk uh, to is, is going to be, Rick, no, really? no, Well, I agree with uh, Dr. Yes, Brodman. Please, I think this is a good one where you would use dracoda balloon in areas in. that recoil is not an issue, no defections, and stent maybe short segment and. The SFA and possibly the CTO distally, and the
3: especially given as the bad part here is the proximal portion, stents do pretty well
4: there. Yeah, and considering we went probably seven, I'd place a stent in that proximal
3: segment, and then no, no problems doing that as well.
0: So yeah, we're going to go ahead and deploy that stent under ultrasound guidance. We're going to flare it in the common femoral artery and drag it into the, of the SFA. I think that would be really nice to show. How we do it?
4: Use drug loading stent, Fatty?
0: No, this is a regular stent. Uh, this is actually the uh, Medtronic uh, 5 French system stent, Evercross. You guys, can I have a, um, a short you, 5 fa- balloon? Fatty, why don't you uh, use
1: a Stellar-X? Um,
0: actually, no, never, never mind. Never mind. DCB uh, we're going to use uh, th- balloon.
1: In the rest of the segments, that would that would be uh, especially the distal CTO cap.
0: So we have a long stellar X I would even consider
4: it up. in the proximal. So I mean, just use a stellar X and then place a self-expanding yeah. stent. Top of it. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. But but that brings up a good question. So you know, th- there was a paper showing that there was no significant difference whether you used the drug loading st- or the drug-coated balloon before, after stent placement. So you could actually use the drug cutter balloon yeah. after stent implantation. Is that correct? I think that's I think that's what um, someone published
1: thought after stand wasn't a stent wasn't that good, I mean, do you know anything about?
5: i don't. I don't know anything about that.
4: Typically I do it before, but yeah, um, I thought sure it was to no difference.
5: So, so I think our approach should approach oh, to apply the, the oh. drop first, and if there's a technical issue, place a stents. or whatever kind of metal, even if it's a spot stand or a deck or whatever. So
1: in fact, I'm glad you're going to stand. Look at the recoiling that already has happened.
0: Yeah. Or do you want me to flip, it? flip it. And let's pull this just here. Yeah, so here's,
1: okay. Very good call. Okay. So, so nice the, to have the tools we have uh, you now. You can see,
0: so you don't you have can this see the tip of um, yeah. my stent.
1: We do, Freddy. This is really intriguing. And actually, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, di- I'm gonna flower the, I'm gonna flower the stent here, or flare the stent here.
1: Hold on, before you flare it, Fede,
0: isn't that a little
1: bit? Uh, okay, go ahead. It's really okay, nice. Keep flaring. Gosh, you're giving us a stroke here. It look, looks very
0: nice. And I'm just pulling it slightly back. Beautiful. That's it. That's good enough.
1: stop, please. Because I have to fix it, you know, when <laughs> things don't go well. Mm-hmm. That was really elegant. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Uh,
0: let's have the 5-0 balloon first. The same 5-0 balloon. Two. Why don't you go with the 6-0
1: balloon? Why do you want to post it with a 5?
0: we uh, We're just No, I just want to treat the stent, and then we're going to go with the Stellar X balloon.
1: I mean... Uh, Dr. Walker, would you postulate the stent with a uh, five or six?
3: I'd probably use a six. Six or Do we
0: have um, Stellar X? Uh, go ahead, open the Stellar X 120. Yeah.
1: Freddie, why, why do you want to postulate the stent with a five balloon?
0: Uh, no, I, w- I was going to just make sure that uh, it's uh, it's well expanded and then and then give a drug there. So, yeah. But we're going to go ahead and do the Stellar X. Meanwhile, can I, let's take a picture. Go ahead, to, to, to do color, uh, Ben. We we don't color like Doppler, the do. way
1: the stunt looks at it. it. needs to be, uh, needs some attention.
0: Uh, so Ben tells, ben, tell, ben tells me that we we actually covered the of the Profunda. See that?
1: Um, well, Brian is not happy with that. That's not true. It's,
2: yeah, going, but it's you're still the going to be okay you, because so, let me, Dr. Gustavo is trying to put words in my mouth, okay? We young folks have to speak, stick together, so, so Fatty, so. I got you, okay? I think with that stent being the size that it is, I don't think there's any real risk of uh, hurting the profunda at all. Let's take a picture.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take a picture before we post that with the Stellar
1: So Fatty, the Stellar is going to be below the stent? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, no, I'm actually going going to put it on top of a stent. Is't that what you guys want?
1: No, no, we thought that there's data that supports NED, but the data is not. The data is to use the stellarex first, then the stent. but you can use a stellarex in a distal area, picture.
0: So uh Je, would you like to say something? Like you're sorry.
2: He's gonna say beautiful, I'm gonna speak for him. Fatty, you're amazing.
1: Well well let's be <laughs> honest, is it dissection just the stent right there? Or maybe oh uh, thrombus God. or something. It's basically. you're hopeless. You're hopeless. And the stent is under All right, deployed. So I would Proc- like to use yeah, yeah, I would
0: like to use this. Uh, would you guys like us to uh, treat from uh, the SFA to the Papatio with the uh, DCB? What do you guys that's think?
5: Just, I think it's a good idea.
0: You, you should, Fadi, after all this work that you've done.
1: Yeah. Good. And then please post-tellate uh, the, uh, the stand.
0: I just would like to point out that uh, you uh, wanted us to cover the of over Profunda. Just want to put it out there.
1: You see me. Three, Three. Feddy, why don't you just yes. put an alluvia um, stent aassium the, the data on that is phenomenal, and you would have had long term latency
0: actually actually yeah would it would have been uh, it would have been great uh, unfortunately, we don't have it here. we're in the process of getting it here. We do have all the atherect- we do have all the atherectomy devices and all the D C B balloons, quite frankly. Um, so we have we have five minutes uh, left. I would like to really post dilate the stand, show you a final image, uh, and probably do the rest of the work in the pop-out-till. Um Actually, fatty, you know, we, oh, we yes. might be able
1: to see everything. I mean, go ahead. You're doing really well. We have time. Five.
0: We only have five minutes yet. I don't know if they can get us more time. If you guys can get us more time, that would be great. Down.
1: Five. um, I think uh, George and Dr. Brown just found a trial. It's called the uh, Penelux trial. And that trial says that uh, the Pachytaxel drug-coder balloons after Baymaril stance implantation is an alternative treatment to drug-coder... Dr- drug-eluting stents in high uh, bleeding-risk patients. So, um, four. If you want to still use um, drug-eluting balloon here, you can. So, uh, we found the trial,
0: the Penelux trial. Have another balloon. Six, Six one twenty, please. Yeah.
1: But uh, Fadi, we got you additional five minutes. Uh, this is a phenomenal case of okay, all so we'll awesome. and
0: see the final results.
1: So can can you work a little faster?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to inflate the balloon a certain time for them to be effective, right? Weren't you one of the OPIs that talked about that?
5: So three minutes. Aren't you the PI minutes. for uh,
0: Lutonics BTK? It's... Dr. Broadman, please say something. You were with him.
5: No, three minutes. You should leave it up three minutes and then the other one three minutes. Okay. So that takes time. There uh, is no, we... There is no...
0: Settle, you uh, hurry
5: up two minutes. No. I mean you it's are
0: perfect. you are the PI for the trial for crying out loud. So 3
5: minutes follow the instructions
0: of yours.
1: Stellarax. Right. Three,
5: 3 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> there is no point of discussion.
1: Yes ma'am. Thank you Dr. Robin. Thank <laughs> from <you>.
5: the
0: expert. <laughs> yes. Case closed.
5: You know, this is the discussion now. Kefla. You know, how, how is day. the
0: job market in Europe? It's
5: the same, you know. My boys don't want to use TCPs <laughs> because it takes such a long time.
1: Boys are bad boys.
5: They're bad boys. Yes. I'm showing up.
1: Well, look, so, look he didn't go up phenomenal right away, so he should have been up phenomenal right away.
0: This is, a, this is a 4-millimeter vessel uh, um, uh, that uh, I'm trying to be very kind to. While you're sitting in Chicago, I don't want to be putting covered stents here.
1: <laughs> so, pray for you, Dr. Bradman, uh, what is he supposed to do? Deliver the stent outside the blueness with less than 30 seconds, inflate immediately upon arrival, go to nominal immediately, and leave for 2 minutes.
0: have contrast yeah, good. So this way i block Did they
1: change is that recently? yeah? <laughs> All right, 3 minutes good. So Fadi, 2 minutes or 3 minutes, whatever you want, it's up to you.
5: But not three, one 3
0: minutes. minutes would be great.
1: No, two, yeah, that's the problem. Is going to yeah. let you do for three, for 2 minutes.
0: Thank you. Um, we're uh, we're almost at 2 minutes here. Uh, but but Feli, why wise is this level waste. Is that
1: is that the CTO cap? Uh, location. Yeah, that's a CTO cap there.
5: So maybe you need maybe a stent there, just to cover the distal portion?
0: Well I mean if we have a dissection, if we have a dissection and we covered it with a D C B balloon. Um, what if you guys think we need to put a stent, we'll put a stent.
2: Why not look at it with Ibis since you have it there and see what it looks like. See how much luminal gain. See yeah. what the necessary. We have looks IVUS like and we precision. can
0: check velocities also with Ivis. That's
1: a good point. Let's check it with ultrasound and see if there's high velocity.
0: All right. So let's start with pictures here, and uh, let me show you the final images. Ready.
1: Okay, that that looks great. It hurts to say, but it looks good.
0: I'm sorry, was that a compliment?
1: A little compliment, but you worked hard for it. It's really good. But we're not done yet. Yeah.
0: See that area there that recoiled? Maybe we need to put a stent there.
3: That will make...